think about what you want from your coloring. Uh, if you mostly want the re relaxation and uh, therapy part and such, then it's okay. Then it could turn out however it wants. But if, if you really want to uh, develop and make something different, then of course you need to challenge yourself and put effort into it. Name? Jenny Ågren. Name on Instagram? Jenny Kromos. Age? I'm 37. Lives in? Stockholm, Sweden. Favorite coloring book? I think it's uh, Magisk Greening, Medical Dawn by Hanna Karlsson. Favorite pencils? It's my Polychromos pencils. everyone and welcome to a new episode of Passionista Colorista, a podcast about coloring book for adults. And welcome Jenny. Thank you. I have been a huge fan of you and your colorings <laughs> for a long time since I started to color and was uh, uh, joining Swedish coloring groups and saw your colorings. That's very nice to hear. Thank you very much. And it was like two years ago. So you have colored for how long? I started in April 2016, so it's uh, a little bit more than two years. Tell us a little bit more about yourself. Who are you? Uh, my name is uh, Jenny. I'm uh, born and raised in Sweden. Uh, I am a, an engineer. I have been a chemical engineering, educated and worked as a consultant in technical issues. And IT, but uh, I have struggled with depression for uh, 13 years or something. Uh, so then about two years ago, I started to uh, do uh, colorings and bought some coloring books for adults and some pencils. And it's uh, to kind of help my, help me in my, uh, with my anxiety and stuff. And, um, I am still on sick leave for full time, so I uh, haven't managed to get back. I've been on sick leave now for five years. Uh, but I think the coloring is really helping. I think it's very fun. But how did it start when you bought your first coloring book? I had been, uh, because it's uh, it's been uh, a trend, as many of you probably know. <laughs> So, so it has been coloring books in the stores for some years, and I, I've been looking at them. And um, first, I thought they were, yeah, I got kind of panicking because it uh, they look so perfect, and <laughs> I didn't want to ruin them, so I didn't buy any books. But then uh, finally, I uh, I bought a book that I I kind of didn't like the pictures that much. <laughs> Uh, and I looked at the Hannah Carlson book and Johanna Basswood books, and uh, they were just uh, so pretty pictures. And I thought, I can't, I can't uh, <laughs> do these pictures. <laughs> I would ruin them. So I bought this other book. <laughs> but then after, uh, uh, I've been coloring for a month, and then um, uh, I was on sick leave then as well. So uh, I, uh, I can color a lot in one day if I want to. Uh, but usually I don't have the energy. But uh, so then after a month, I bought uh, 
dagdrömmar by Hannah Carlson because then I was hooked and then uh, a couple of weeks later I bought the polychromos pencils and uh, I really really like it but what was it about coloring that make, made you like it I think it is that you can uh, bring bring things to life and you can I think it's uh, I love to blend colors together and use different colors together I mean uh, it may be yes be different nuances of yellow or orange but I I like to do the blending and gradual changes in color and stuff like that and I think it's really cool uh, to just play around with the colors did you feel that immediately when you started yeah I think so and uh, when I started to color I, I realized that I really liked to do uh, coloring when I was a child uh, but uh, I had uh, forgotten about it <laughs> and then I haven't done it for 30 years but I realized that I really liked uh, coloring and uh, drawing and so, such but I haven't done it uh, until now you became very quickly very good at coloring <laughs> yeah I think uh, some people have said that uh, and I think it's it's partly because I uh, I like to learn new things and that I have always done that um, for instance I learned how to swim or learned how to whistle when I was an adult or I just it's I usually just have a project that I I'm learning something that I can't do and I have always had that uh, and I since before I usually say that the one thing that I'm good at is learning how to do new stuff <laughs> so I think uh, maybe in that sense I I'm just used to learning new new things uh, and that I have an advantage and then I thought this was so much fun and I have uh, I'm kind of good at really focusing on stuff or and this might be a uh, something negative because I do work too much for instance and uh, then I can't work at all and then when I started with the coloring I was also very very hooked so I did coloring a lot of a big part of the day so I started with the uh, yeah I, I I have practiced a lot but still I did that too I started to color a lot when I was sick and home and all the days I didn't become good. <laughs> Not so fast anyway. It took me like one year to understand how to use colored pencils. And But you were g- great very fast. How did you practice? Did you watch a lot of the tutorials? Or? Yeah, I, I watched, uh, I watched uh, some tutorials. Like, for instance, I like uh, Chris Cheng's tutorials. She's Color versus Color on uh, Instagram. And then uh, there was Pita Yuit. Uh, she has a blog and then a YouTube channel, which I liked. Um, so those were the ones that I started with. And then I, I read some blogs and I tried to read about a little bit about pencils and colored pencils and how to, and about color, color charts and these color wheels and how color work together. Uh, so I read a little bit about this and tried to figure out things um 
I like the Chris Cheng tutorials, and now there are several like that. Uh, but she doesn't say anything. Uh, she just shows how how she colors. Um, so I try to mimic that. Try to just do the same thing. Um, and for me, that works. I understand that it doesn't suit everyone, but for me, it was uh, just doing exactly like trying to do exactly like someone else, and seeing how she did it because. Then I realized that it uh, is many layers and many different colored pencils that can go into like one leaf or one flower. And before that, I, since I don't haven't don't know how you do it, you and never seen anyone do it. You don't you don't really get how they get this depth into flowers or yeah how they get the colors that they get. So it's. A, I think it's a good thing to look at videos to see that, uh, yeah, how how someone else does it. And it's a good thing to try to watch um, different artists on videos uh, or blogs because most people do it a little bit different in their own way. And it's. Uh, I think the thing is that you want to find your way because maybe you don't do it like they do or you don't want the same result. And yeah. So I, th- I think videos are on YouTube is a very good uh, help. So from the start, did you press very hard, as I did, or before you watched yeah. all this? <laughs> yes, I did. Um, yes, I did. And uh, then I was not happy with the result. <laughs> and that's also one thing when I, since I, I think that um, it was an advantage that I have uh, that I like to learn things that I, I, because I realized I'm not happy with this result. This, it, it doesn't look like I want or, yeah. It, and then I realized I need to do something different. So, uh, but it was really, really, really hard to try to do it uh, very easy or very soft in the beginning. And that's also one thing that you, I think you can't really, you can't really do it in the beginning because your muscles and your, I mean, you don't have the skill and your, your brain and muscles are not, uh, don't know how to do that. And this is one thing that I think about now that, uh, um, if I color now every day, I get much better results than if I color once or twice a week. I, I, I think it is because uh, if, if you, it's a skill that's in your, in your body or in your arms and stuff that you can't really it's not uh, conscious it's just there uh, and you if you practice it every day you get better at it without uh, trying really <laughs> because when i try to learn this layering and uh, don't uh, press so hard with the pencils that everyone was told, telling me i couldn't I, I no, no. I tried to, but no, I couldn't. And I, they say, "Oh, no. then we don't know how to teach you because that's <laughs> how we do." But suddenly, after like one year, I felt that something happened with my. Yeah, that's that's how I felt as well. That from the beginning, uh, I didn't uh, understand what I mean. I tried to do as they said or as they wrote, and and uh, it just didn't turn out the same way as they. But then I. Uh, I know that uh, some things you can't just uh, 
you can't do them right away. You need to practice. You need to like learn. Your body needs to learn the move- movements and and the pressure difference and things like that. Because uh, if you if you do something like um, coloring with your hands, uh, your uh, if you do it every day or often, your uh, nerves will your brain and your nerves will be better at doing that thing. So they that thing will be developed. Things you do every day would be developed. So I knew that that. So from the beginning, I I have also thought that uh, I'm not going to be satisfied with the pieces I do now. And I th- I have been thinking that uh, I will be satisfied in the future sometime. And <laughs> that's partly how I feel still. That uh, I still think that my pieces are, yeah, it doesn't end up like I want. Uh, <laughs> but, but if I look at my pieces from the beginning and my pieces now, I see that they, the ones that I do now are really much better. So I realize that I have uh, developed. But uh, my... Uh, feeling is still the same that uh, it's so much that doesn't turn out the way I want and stuff like that when was the first time you colored something and felt oh something has happened this is better than before I think it's uh, because the first uh, pencils I bought were also kind of cheap and they were not that pigmented and it just didn't get the result I wanted and then I bought some uh, a little bit better pencils Uh, or more pigmented and such. And then, uh, so that's the opening picture of the dog drama. That was the first I did with the, the new pencils. And then I started to realize uh, that you can get a different color nuances and uh, lights uh, or shades and stuff like that with the colored pencils. And I realized I, I can do that. Even if it, uh, when I look at it today, I see it's it's not at all Like I do it today. I mean, today it's much more detailed and such like that. But uh, so I think it was actually the first picture with the though with the with some real pencils. But then I had been coloring for a month. That's not much. <laughs> no, I realize that now when I say it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> You you said it as it was a long time. <laughs> yeah, it just yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it felt it that way for you then. <laughs> But usually I I don't know why I learn things fast. I've always been like that since I was a kid. So it's uh, I usually learn things really fast. It's just how I am and do things fast. It's not the, I don't really know how to explain it. <laughs> But do you color fast? Yeah, I found out that uh, a lot of people might, uh, they think so, a lot of people. So, uh, I mean, uh, I have nothing to compare with, really. (laughs) I've always, I just colored myself. Um, But I realized uh, a lot of people think that I color fast. But uh, I think it's, uh, it's a combination of, I usually sit like in the evenings I watch TV or such I have it in the background and listen to it and then I color in the meantime so I color like two to five hours a night Uh, and uh, now when I'm on total sick leave I sometimes color in the days as well but usually it's in the evenings and a couple of hours 
preening. Um, and I sometimes I finish a piece in like five hours, so in one night. And I think that's uh, quite fast. I think you are really good at layering. Yeah, that's my thing. <laughs> yes, it's your thing. <laughs> and uh, then polychromos is maybe the best pencil for that. I think so. And these are a difficult thing to do and to learn from the beginning. So can you tell us in words how you are doing when you are layering? <laughs> Uh, I just have a very light pressure and then I put uh, one pencils down um, and then I, I I mean when I color a face there might be like 30 layers of pencils or even more I haven't uh, counted but uh, I just do it one pencil at a time and then um, if it's a dark part like a shadow or, or it looks almost black then it's just usually it's just I use darker pencils not maybe not black in particular but dark brown or such or dark indigo um, and I use it for more layers I think are you holding the pencil upright or more in an angle I think I start with more of an angle when it's uh, the first layers then I start with yeah then I hold the pencils a little bit further back uh, and uh, try to uh, uh, have a, yeah maybe not that upright and uh, then it might be very soft layers um, and the, and in the beginning it is very many soft layers uh, and then uh, after a while you start to see like uh, contours and you start to to see where the darker parts are and the lighter parts are, and then in the end, then, then in the end, I I burnish, but that's in that's in the end. Uh, then I pressure have a much harder pressure, but that's in the end. It's not uh, until uh, after all those layers. And the burnishing burnishing is uh, what? Yeah, it's the. Um, when you have a paper with the, that you put your colored pencil into, you have these thing, this tooth in the paper that you have little valleys and uh, hills, and you want the, first you want the color to be down in the valleys into the paper, so uh, that's why you should have a sharp pencil, and then uh, and the white parts of the pen, of the paper in the beginning, then it's the hills of the paper. Um, so in the end. Uh, you have kind of filled all the valleys with the color and the hills are uh, are also kind of uh, they are a little bit worn down and then you want to pressure you put the pressure on it so that the the, pa- the hills and the valleys are, I mean the paper is evened out and the color is in an even layer on the on the paper and after that you cannot put any more color on it or no, basically you can't. You can if you can put like a little bit of white or a little bit of. Uh, I mean, you can you can maybe change a little bit how the light is uh, uh, perceived, but basically you can't do anything after it. Do you burnish with a pencil or a blender or a burnisher or what are you using? 
it's it's uh, a little bit different. Usually, when I use my polychromos, I don't use uh, any blender or stuff like that, and I don't use like mineral spirits or such. I use I use I just blend with the with the pencils. Uh, and then, but sometimes when I do like a background with my polychromos pencils or other pencils, then I usually burnish or uh, yeah, then I usually use a burnisher pen from like um, Derwent or a blender pen from Prismacolor or such, or a blender from Carandach uh, uh, if I use the Luminance pencils. Uh, but that's Mostly because uh, if I do a background, then uh, and I do it before I do the uh, the picture in itself. Then uh, if you if you burnish, it's also uh, the color kind of stays put on where it is. So <laughs> so then uh, I want it to be I want it to be there and don't mess up the rest of the piece. Do you start with a Lightest colors? No, it depends. But uh, for faces, I uh, think I start with uh, filling out like the darkest parts, or just uh, not. And then I don't make them dark from the beginning. I just take like a dark, uh, a dark pencil and uh, mark where the dark parts will be. And then from the beginning it will it will won't be dark, but uh, it's just to show where they are, the shades and stuff. And how dark? What pencil is it, for example? Yeah, I, I it depends, but I can use like the indigo blue, which is the darkest blue in polychromos. Uh, I can use that to to put out the shades in a face, uh, and. If it's just one layer, very very soft layer, it uh, it won't look dark in the end at all, because you don't put it in hard. You don't put it uh, much color. It's just very 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 light pressure to mark where the shadows are and such. I guess you have to have a lot of patience, because when you are telling about your process, the first layers are they even showing showing? Not very much. Yeah, I suppose I have a lot of patience. But uh, now I kind of know that the result will be as I want it. So it feels it feels okay. I mean, it was uh, before when I started with coloring like faces and stuff, because faces takes a lot of time and it, uh, yeah. You're not it's finishing a, a face in five hours. No, 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 no. It takes a lot of time. Uh, those uh, I do the Hannah Carlson faces from her books, and those usually take like a week, uh, or or even more, depending on the how hard I make it for myself. Uh, and I thought about this because uh, uh, in the like uh, video tutorials for artists with coloring pencils and uh, tips and such uh, the people that does the videos they usually say that you should have patience and you shouldn't uh, <laughs> and you should be um, not uh, in a hurry and stuff like that and uh, 
I realized that I maybe have a lot of patience. You are making a lot of colored pencil backgrounds? Yes. And those takes a lot of patience. Yeah, and those I usually regret it halfway through. <laughs> and I think, why did I do it like this? Why does it? Why do I do it uh, this hard way? Now I, I have to spend so many hours on this. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but I like to use. I like to color. I like to use the colored pencils, and I like to lay down the layers of the layers. I mean, it's soothing and. Uh, i like to do it. So when I start, I don't really think about that it will take such a long time. <laughs> But when you are half through and you think these thoughts, what do you uh, then think you should have used instead? Yeah, then I think I could have used watercolors or pastels or I could have used uh, like the polychromos are usually takes twice as much time as the Prismacolors. Or luminance because they are uh, softer and they work in a little bit dif- different. Uh, so then I think that maybe I should have used like the Prisma colors for background and <laughs> stuff like that. But why do you use polychromos for backgrounds? Because I like it. <laughs> because I like to color with them. I just like it. Just very very. I don't know. It's very soothing. Very satisfying in some way. I just like to use them. <laughs> And put them down on paper. How many different colors of the the polychromos do you usually use for a background? Uh, it depends, but maybe yeah, I I very rarely use less than five pencils for anything, even if I draw small leaves. <laughs> so five colors <laughs> at least for a small leaf. Yeah. Even if it's those tiny leaves in Johanna Bassford books? No, I thought about those now and I think maybe maybe there I would go for like three. <laughs> But maybe if I use uh, three maybe and then I had some white or some uh, dark indigo to make some shades. So then it would be five either way. <laughs> three greens and <laughs> yeah, I know it's silly. I often think about this. That why I why do I make such uh, Trouble. Why <laughs> you can do things easier? <laughs> If you are making a background with uh, Prisma color or uh, the luminance that I know mm-hmm. you have too, and you said they they are uh, softer pencils. How many different pencils do you use then? Yeah, if I do the gradient backgrounds, which I like, then I I usually use like five from uh, five of the same. Uh, To make a gradient, I have a light one, a dark one, and then three, three uh, in between. Usually. Do you remember how you started to do backgrounds once upon a time? <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm... it wasn't with polychromos and. I started. Yeah, I did uh, soft pastels, and that I still use sometimes. And then I did soft pastels, and that I think is uh, that's also quite nice. Um, and then you are uh, using a cotton pad or something to yeah the cotton pad or just a finger if you clean your hand if you wash your hands and have clean clean hands you can use like a finger to rub it in to the paper uh, and uh, one thing that is a little bit uh, problematic with the 
or not problematic, but it's uh, you get a lot of dust everywhere <laughs> with, the, with the dry chart, and uh, I don't like to clean up, <laughs> so I try to avoid to use them. <laughs> Uh, but I think they can be really nice uh, backgrounds with the soft pastels, and it's uh, quite uh, quite fast uh, compared to the <laughs> to the pencils. And are um, you using watercolors for backgrounds? Yeah, and then uh, a year ago I bought some uh, watercolors, and uh, I tried to use them as well. And I think uh, it, some people make really, really lovely backgrounds with watercolors or watercolor pencils or uh, those Neocolor 2 crayons, which are also water soluble. And uh, I try to use them and I try to uh, get to get to learn how to use them or make them do as I want. <laughs> but so far, I'm not. Uh, uh, I have to practice more. But I think it, uh, a lot of people make uh, wonderful things with this. You seem to have a lot of patience with yourself too, and knowing about this learning process, so you're not too, too hard at just to you're not too harsh to yourself when you are not making perfect. Yeah, I try to. Uh, and uh, when I started the color, I was, uh, as I said, I was uh, recovering from uh, depression, and still am. Um, and then uh, I was really working on being more kind to myself and not be so harsh to myself and not judge myself too hard. And thinking about that I've just started with the colors and uh, a lot of the pictures that I see online and is uh, people that have done this for a very long time or just use other materials or have other... Everyone has different... Uh, possibilities so I really worked on that and then when I started my Instagram account I was uh, I started it just for myself to have somewhere to put my pictures uh, because it was uh, I didn't have that much space on my phone <laughs> so I had to erase my pictures after a while and I had them in I have all my uh, most of my colorings are in the in the coloring books so I can't see them uh, all the time because yeah they are in the books so um, I just took pictures and uploaded them to Instagram to have somewhere to like uh, see what I have done and uh, kind of then follow my progress and then I thought from the beginning I thought that uh, because a lot of people put up uh, so very very nice Instagram photos uh, of colorings or in general, a lot of people put up very nice Instagram photos. And uh, they were like uh, so very nice and kind of perfect, I thought then. So I, I kind of vowed to myself in the beginning that I will uh, post all my colorings, post all my pictures. And uh, I do that. And uh, I think that's in a way, uh, it's a good thing with the... Uh, that I post all and uh, they are that I do it for myself uh, from the beginning but I still get really frustrated when uh, pieces don't turn out like I want them to I get really sad sometimes <laughs> no it's not sad but uh, yeah a little bit disappointed but I try to think that I'm still learning. I've only done this for two years. It's not a long time. And I'm, 
I'm doing it for me. And I had uh, never anticipated that I should, uh, that the pieces I do should look this good. Two years ago, I would never have believed that I could, I would be able to do this. So, uh, <laughs> so I try to remember that. You are putting out everything you color on Instagram, even when you are not satisfied with the results. Yeah. Yeah. But then uh, also one thing that I realized quite fast was that um, when I uh, finished the piece and I posted it on uh, Instagram, I usually thought that this doesn't look good. I don't like this. And then a couple of weeks later, when I came back to it, I really liked the piece. So I kind of realized that uh, when when I'm still uh, in the working mode of a picture, when I'm still like seeing all the things that I didn't turn out like I want or they, uh, yeah, I wanted to do this and it turned out like this or here I missed that or I missed that. Uh, then I, after a couple of weeks, I forgot all about that and I can see the picture for what it is uh, in a much different way. Um, because even now when I post most pictures, I can't see them for what they are when I post them. It's just a couple of weeks later that I can really uh, go back and look at the piece and be satisfied with it. Because it's, uh, yeah, you're just too into it when you are working on it and posting it. That it's, uh, you just see all the little mistakes. You have a lot of followers. Were you surprised in the beginning when you started to get a lot of followers? Yes, <laughs> I'm still surprised. <laughs> But uh, I think it's fun. And uh, I, when I started to get some, I now I have uh, about 4,000 followers on Instagram. But when I started to get like uh, several hundreds or up to 1,000 and such, I thought, uh, oh, maybe I should do something different or do I have, do they have expectations or is this okay or such? But, um, I still do the same as I always done with my Insta account that I, I post my half finished projects <laughs> because in the beginning I posted like, uh, in the end of the day when I stopped coloring, I posted one, a picture of, yeah, this is where I leave it now. And, uh, that's, I do that, uh, still basically that, the uh, that, uh, I post uh, pictures of half done uh, pictures, uh, pieces that, uh, yeah, now this is where I am right now, stuff like that. And um, and the thing that I post, uh, all my finished uh, colorings, I don't post all uh, uh, the started ones and all the progress pictures. I, I post like one progress picture a day or something, but um, maybe not today because I don't color every day. But <laughs> How often do you color? Uh, I I color maybe four days a week at least, and then uh, when I have the time, I like to color all every day for a, a little while. Um, but it doesn't have to be for very long. I can just color for like a half an hour and. I Feels good. Can you describe the feeling you have when you are coloring? Yeah, it depends a lot uh, if I'm doing something that I think is hard. And uh, 
as, as I am usually always challenging myself, I do that quite often. And then it, then it might be really frustrating and, uh, kind of painful <laughs> or just, it just, uh, yeah, it, it is challenging to try to do new stuff and it feels like I'm going to fail so hard and <laughs> everything. But, um, when I get uh, into like a flow, then it just feels great. It just, uh, as I said, it's very soothing and relaxing and I can uh, get kind of lost without thinking too much. So uh, that's very nice. You said in the beginning that you thought yeah. that felt that coloring was helping with the depression and with anxiety. And I think so too. But what, was, yeah. what is it about it that helps? I think it's different in different uh, parts uh, for me. Uh, in the beginning, I had a lot of uh, hard, uh, hard thoughts about myself uh, in general. And then when I started to do colorings, I had to occupy my mind with other things. So I couldn't think the bad things about myself. Um, so that was like help in being concentrated on something else or thinking about something else. But now I think it's, mo it's, uh, it's the mindfulness thing. And then that you see that you create something that you, and for me that I get, gets better at it. And I also get, uh, uh, gets likes from people. And I have learned to know people online and Instagram in the coloring community. So I think it's uh, helped in a lot of ways. How important is the coloring community for you? Well, I think it's very nice. Uh, I mean, uh, it hasn't really in, in impact in the rest of my life for now. But when I was feeling very down then two years ago when I started, it was a very big, it was kind of a big part of my life, my social life. Uh, and I thought that was really nice. Uh, so I think it's... Uh, And it, it, yeah, it makes me feel like part of something or in a community. And that's really good if you have uh, problems with depression and anxiety to be, feel part of a community. So I think it's kind of important. Even though I haven't, uh, I haven't met that many people or got to know them personally, I think it's still very nice. How much time do you, do you spend on Instagram or Facebook or? In coloring communities or liking pictures and uh, answering questions and stuff like that or finding inspiration <laughs> finding inspiration is a lot that I do a lot uh, maybe like uh, half an hour to one hour per day with just looking through Pinterest or Instagram and stuff like that and some day sometimes even more and uh, I am on Instagram and Facebook also maybe for half an hour to one hour per day, depending on um, if there is something special happening. And, and, and then some days I don't really go on there at all, but it depends. Do you get a lot of questions about your colorings? Yeah, it started to be a, a little bit more questions, and I think that's very nice. I try to, I try to answer all the questions that I get. Uh, When I, when I have like 
depressive episodes for a couple of months, then I, I'm not that good at uh, answering comments or commenting others' pictures as Instagram or at Facebook, uh, because I'm not that social when I'm feeling down. Uh, but when I get questions, I always try to uh, answer them. Um, and now when I'm uh, feeling a little bit uh, more upbeat, I try to give uh, encouragement to others and uh, comment their pictures and uh, ask questions as well, how, how they are doing stuff that I'm interested in. But I think there are a little bit more questions uh, now, the latest uh, months or so. And I know that people have wanted you to start like a YouTube channel or showing how you color in videos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you say no. Uh, actually, I have. Um, yeah. As I said, I started coloring as a tool for relaxing and uh, uh, and kind of therapy. So I, I just want to do things that I think are fun. Uh, and that's very important to me. But um, I have a friend who has some uh, photo equipment. So we have uh, talked about uh, that we should maybe set it up and see how it looks and if it's possible. If it if it just uh, because I don't have a cam- I only have my iPhone, so I don't have a camera and I don't have any special light or anything. And I think if it should be a YouTube channel that's worth watching you need to have at least good lightning and stuff like that so we had talked about it but uh, it's not uh, it's not really something that i'm planning to do it's maybe something that i'm like thinking loosely about so it's uh, it's not uh, it's not definite but maybe <laughs> what other stuffs are working for you when you are feeling depressed or having anxiety for feeling better Uh, I try to uh, take uh, go for walks, so I try to be outdoors and go for walks every day. Um, and uh, I think it's <laughs> it's really important to uh, to like shower, and uh, I try to make uh, uh, to keep up with my hair and have like uh, painted nails and stuff like that. So like the Because the first thing I thought when I, not the first thing, but I thought that this time when I de- uh, got into the, uh, or got more depressed five years ago, I uh, I had a idea that uh, it's, uh, if I, if I like look good from the outside, I actually feel better inside. And it is true. And it's sometimes it's really hard to, when you are depressed, to, to wash your hair or go showering or keep up with everything and wash your clothes and stuff like that. But uh, I actually believe it makes a difference that if you look good uh, or not look good, but if you take care of yourself, uh, it makes me feel better. And actually I've noticed that uh, if I haven't showered for a couple of days and I feel all down, it makes a difference if I just go shower and wash my hair. But that can be so huge projects when you are yeah, yeah. depressed. It's, you just want to sleep or just don't do anything. Yeah, I know. And it's uh, it has been that for me as well. It's just such huge 
projects. And I, before I got depressed, I could never imagine how it could be such a big thing to just go for a shower. It doesn't even take five minutes. But, uh, but I have noticed that it actually makes, uh, makes me feel better. But then, of course, it's not every time that I, that I do it because it's, uh, if you're tired enough or have enough anxiety, it's just, you don't feel like it. Or it uh, can take an extra day for me to get into the shower. And then I noticed, yeah, it actually made me feel better. <laughs> can you color when you are feeling that way? Uh, not, not in all, uh, not in all the ways. Uh, when I'm really down and really tired, I, I don't, uh, I can't really color. And I can really not color something challenging or something that is uh, new or something that, uh, yeah, that makes me feel uh, uh, uncertain about myself. Then I try to color really like safe stuff or I mean like something that I feel uh, doesn't make me lose uh, confidence like what yeah that's the problem then I usually don't uh, uh, know what to color at all so I usually don't color I just look at pictures <laughs> on Pinterest <laughs> or just doesn't do it at all I want to go back to the faces because that's one of the things people are struggling with. Color faces. Yes. And, yes. Uh, and using polychromos as you have done a lot. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we have talked about that in this uh, podcast. What uh, colors do you use? Do you have like, <laughs> yeah, what, what, pencils? what pencils? Yeah. Uh, of course, I used the uh, flesh colors. I used the light flesh and the cinnamon. If I, this is if I color a uh, uh, light skin, fair skinned face, uh, then I used the um, cinnamon and the light flesh. And uh, for uh, I actually don't use the medium flesh or uh, dark flesh that much. Uh, and then I used the uh, Now I have to look what it's called. My pencils are too short, so I can't see what the <laughs> what their names are. I've seen them on Instagram. You have such short pencils. Yeah, <laughs> but you need you. I want to use them for as much as I can, and then I, I have extenders. Um, but for if a fair-skinned face, I might use uh, light flesh and cinnamon. And burnt ochre, and even ivory and cream. And then for um, the darker parts, I use burnt carmine and uh, caput martin violet. Is it called that? Yes. Um, and maybe burnt sienna. And then I use for uh, dark, very dark shades or shadows. I usually use like Delft blue or dark indigo. And then I might use some grays. And what grays? Uh, for faces, I usually use the warm grays. Like uh, the warm gray one and two. I don't use uh, the dark grays for faces. 
not for shadows. Then I usually use the maybe the burnt uh, amber or walnut brown. For the, I mean the dark browns and such. But I like to use the um, caput mortem and caput mortem violet for uh, uh, shades in faces, in, in fair skin faces. And as I said, dark indigo and delft blue for the really dark shades. No black? Usually not. Uh, maybe in the very last, uh, when I'm kind of done with the face, uh, no, not really done, but uh, when it's almost done, then I might put in uh, dark on the really dark parts. Uh, black on the really dark parts, like uh, under the hair, or I mean the shadow under hair in the forehead or something, where it's a really dark shadow. Uh, and then uh, I try to do some uh, darker skinned faces. And I've done one from uh, Hannah Carlson's book, uh, Tisamans. And then I used, uh, then I used actually mostly five pencils. I used Delft Blue, Burnt Carmine, Burnt Amber and Burnt Sienna and Cream. Basically I used these on the, for the whole face. And then uh, I, then I had some uh, maybe warm gray one and two and, um, and white for some highlights and stuff. But Are you leaving parts uncolored for the white paper to shine through or are you using the white instead or cream or? Yeah, I use, I, I leave, uh, I try to use, um, or I do leave parts uncolored. Um, the highlights uncolored for very long. But then in the end, I usually burnish it with um, with white or ivory or cream. So uh, when the pa- painting is, or when the coloring is done, I usually haven't left any part uncolored or any part of the paper. But I use there I might don't use any layers except for the burnishing layer. Are you and where do you put the? Highlights? Are there like places that you always leave a highlight or does it depends? Uh, I try to always use a photo now. In the beginning I didn't do that, but I started with using a reference photo. So uh, I look at Pinterest or Instagram or yes, internet to find uh, a picture of a face in the same angle as in the book. Um, and uh, it uh, should be as uh, high def or high resolution as possible, so you can see the shadows and stuff and shades. Uh, and I think that for me it made a huge difference to have reference photos when I color faces. It's uh, I think it's very much easier to get the highlights where where they are and such. And then the face that I color doesn't have to look exactly like the face on the picture but uh, it's very much helped to get this uh, suggestions for where the highlights and the darkest parts are uh, especially for faces since uh, they are quite hard to color <laughs> and recently you made an amazing face which was not <laughs> skin colored at all <laughs> oh yeah I made a 
purple or magenta and turquoise one. <laughs> yeah. How did you came up with that idea? Yeah, it was uh, because I was uh, thinking about uh, trying to yeah to learn or to challenge myself for coloring faces. Um and uh, that uh, if you do it in uh, other colors than the skin colors it's uh, yeah it would be interesting to see if i could do that so but then also i found a reference photo uh, that had uh, i don't know if it was makeup or lightning or both but the uh, the reference photo is uh, yeah it's a person with the, the highlight parts are like bright pink and the dark or shadow parts are in dark green turquoise so i tried to color that was it hard yeah it was really hard that one took a long time it took like three weeks (laughs) which is rather long time and you didn't color anything else during that time no and in the end i was really 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 tired (laughs) with that with that piece because that's usually the case when I color something for a long time uh, that I like fed up with the piece. <laughs> but you don't have uh, work in progress uh, colorings that you alternate between? Yeah, sometimes. It depends. Uh, sometimes I have that. But it turned out amazing. I, are you thinking that too? Are you happy yeah, with it? Now, yeah, now I'm really happy with it. Uh, I was okay with it when I finished it but then I had been working on it for so long so I was just so fed up with it so I did I didn't really like it I or I I I didn't dislike it it was just yes I was just really relieved it was done so I could move on (laughs) but now I really like it do you always uh, decide colors before starting to color no 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 I usually don't (laughs) I I usually just just uh, and I usually don't uh, try out colors on like a paper on the side or anything. I just start to color and put some, uh, yeah, okay, now I have this one and now I take this one. So it's usually just a guessing game. We just go what I feel like. <laughs> I think that's the the great part, one of the great things about polychromos that you can use, take almost any yes. pencil and you can do a light, light layer. And uh, if it's not turning out okay you can just use another color over it and it won't show that you used it yeah and then yes it it, uh, and uh, since you can blend almost all all pencils together in a nice way uh, it's quite okay if you if you do some mistakes with the first layers and i think the prismacolor and the luminous pencils are not really really the same way so if you do it uh, if you don't have a plan for those pencils, it might turn out a little bit strange. And especially with the Prismacolor, since uh, they are like uh, 150 different pencils, some of them don't really go well together. So uh, and, and, and they are hard to erase. Yeah, it's really hard to erase. So I've, I've learned that, uh, that I try to think a little bit more when I use those uh, pencils. Or I have to think a little bit more. Otherwise, it looks, it can look very strange. The lightning is amazing in a lot of your colorings. Are you deciding in advance where the lights 
light is coming from, where you are going to have the highlights or? Yes, I always uh, decide where uh, where I have a lightning source, and it's usually like from uh, the left side above or the right side above. Uh, and sometimes it's and I try to think if it's from um, from the front or from the back uh, and stuff like that. And uh, if I look for reference paintings, I try to think about how the light is coming into the picture or reference paintings. I mean, reference pictures. I try to. So I try to think about that a lot. And it's. Um, it's because I. Uh, when I started to color, uh, when I looked at pictures, I realized that uh, the pictures that I really was impressed with were the ones that had uh, made the, where the light looked natural. Or I mean, the, it looked uh, not maybe natural, but it looked uh, consistent. So uh, I tried to think about that. Of all of your colorings you have made, which one is your your favorite oh. now I think it's the I did the face from um, Hannah Carlson's latest book Smykeskrinet which is uh, it's a girl with flowers growing out of her hand <laughs> and I did this a couple of weeks ago or maybe a month ago and I actually really liked that picture and it was really pleasant to color it it just uh, it just turned it was just really nice to do it and uh, it turned out really really nice and it was uh, not effort it was just very nice because uh, some some pieces that I think I like how they look I remember that they were really struggling to get uh, but this one wasn't like that it was really fun all the way so I think that is my current favorite and what are your favorite coloring books uh, it's the Anna Carlson books and right now I think Smykeskrinet is very nice but uh, I think Medical Dawn or Magisk Grinning by Hannah Carlson is my favorite and why maybe <laughs> maybe it is because it uh, it was released uh uh, like uh, half a year after I started to do colorings. Uh, so it was one of the first books that was released. Uh, I, I mean, I was coloring when it was released, so it was kind of a big thing. Uh, and I was anticipating it and waiting for it for a couple of months and stuff like that. And then I really liked the pictures. They are, uh, I think it's a good mix of uh, um, like flowers and faces and scenery and uh, animals or insects and also those uh, bottles and and I think it because it's called Magical Dawn and uh, I really got like uh, a magical it feels it, it really has like a magical feeling for it it feels like a bit forest magic and stuff like that so I like that one you have colored a lot in Hannah Carlson's book books yes and there is these faces we are, have talked about and uh, there are a lot of stuff but one particular thing that people also think is difficult 
and with people I <laughs> I mean me, <laughs> for example, uh, it's crystals. Oh yes, those are those are hard. There are a lot of crystals in her books. Yes. How do you color crystals? I have uh, watched a lot of tutorials or try to learn, try to read about how you do it. Uh, and uh, try to look at crystals and do them uh, like uh, try to look at uh, pictures of crystals and uh, imitate them but I don't really have a good way of describing I think it is that you I uh, when I do a crystal now if I do it I just take like, uh, you do separate, uh, you don't blend the pencils that much. You have like one dark block and then one one dark little piece and then a very light piece next to that and then a medium piece, medium colored thing next to that. So I think that's one of the things with crystal that you're not, you shouldn't really blend it. You should have really sharp lines between different uh, colors. Do you think it's fun to color crystals? Mm, yeah, I think it's fun, but I think it's uh, one of the things that are uh, hard, so uh, that are usually a bit challenging. I, I like gemstones more because gemstones you get to blend a lot. <laughs> yes, how do you do? You have done a lot of amazing gemstones. How do you yeah. do, do you color them? <laughs> Yeah, I usually use one of the lighter um, yellows from Polychromos, like uh, cadmium yellow or lemon glaze, uh, or cadmium lemon, I mean, or yellow glaze. Uh, and then I make that uh, highlight, the yellow part, in the usually in the down right corner. And then uh, I use uh, like uh, light color like light cobalt turquoise and then uh, cobalt turquoise and then uh, which is a little bit darker and then another one that is a little bit darker and then the darkest one so it's a uh, it's a lot of blending which i like and then i usually finish with a yellow one again and then are you going over the whole area then with the yellow or just that part where you have initially used it? Uh, not the darkest parts, but uh, a, little, uh, a little bit uh, bigger area than just the yellow one. So it's a, the yellow is a little bit over the blue in this case. But the darkest parts are not uh, don't get yellow. Are you using white over it for the highlights in the end or? Yeah, then I usually use like a gel pen, white gel pen. And what is your favorite white gel pen? It's the Signo Uniball, I think. What are your favorite coloring tools? It's the sharpener. <laughs> you can't get away from it. I uh, And it's really good, really important to have a nice sharpener. And I usually use like uh, M plus R, uh, 
brassing sharpener. And I think they are really good, but they are not uh, they are not as good for um, Prismacolor or Luminance pencils. I haven't really I don't really have a good sharpener for those pencils. And uh, that's why I don't use them as much. How often do you sharpen your polychromas? Yeah, uh, I I sharpen them when I use them. Uh, I mean, uh, I don't uh, usually don't sharpen all my pencils at once. Uh, I don't keep them sharp in the box. I just uh, take the pencil I want to use, and then I, if it's too blunt, I sharpen it. Uh, and then use it, and then put it back, and then it might be blunt. Do you sharpen <laughs> a lot when you are coloring with it? Yeah, I think so. It depends on um, what I'm coloring. Uh, but if it's detailed and um, or so, then I will probably sharpen a lot. But usually I I can use them for quite some time before I sharpen them. But I have seen a lot of pictures of people that use very blunt uh pencils and uh, so I realized that maybe I sharpen them quite often <laughs> do you have any other favorite tools I use erasers sometimes uh, and now now I have a brush to wipe off the yeah you get little pencil dust when you do so I now now I've got a brush that I can remove it with uh, But the thing that I always, if I bring my pen, my pencils with me, I bring the sharpener. Otherwise, it's uh, no idea bringing the pencils. <laughs> Do you have any more good coloring tips for us? Um, I think you should do what you think is fun and what you want. I mean, if you want to um, develop and. Uh, Maybe do in a in a half a year or a year. I mean, in a, in the future, you want to be able to color or draw something that doesn't look like the thing that you are doing now. Then you need to challenge yourself and do things that you are not doing right now, uh, and try new things. And maybe not everything is fun or and everything is working. Uh, And you should not, I think you should not uh, pressure yourself into doing things that you not like too long. I mean, you can try it for one or two nights or something. But if it's not fun and you don't like it, then you should not continue with it. It should be fun. <laughs> the, the most important thing is that you like it. Um, uh, but if you're not, if you, I mean, if you mostly are doing the coloring for, for pleasure and for, uh, relaxation or something then you should be really happy with what you're doing and you shouldn't feel bad um, if you're not uh, if you think that you're not really developing or you're not getting the results that you want don't see it like that think about what you want from your coloring uh, if you mostly want relaxation and uh, therapy part and such then it's okay then it could turn out however it wants but if if you really want to uh, develop and make something different, then, of course, you need to challenge yourself and put effort into it. Uh, so that's one of the tips. 
that think about what you really want and be be happy with what you get. And uh, the other thing is, uh, as I said, that I think uh, trying a little bit uh, every day or coloring a little bit every week or just keeping up the practice because that's one you can't really. There is no other way. There is no way to get around it. You need to be practicing to keeping the skill. I was, so I, I was thinking of calling this episode "Practice Makes Perfect." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's my uh, uh, motto. That's my... Because sometimes people feel that, uh, and me too, that people are other people are so skilled. Yeah, but if you look at the first of my drawings or my colorings, they are not that uh, perfect. And I have colored a lot. Yes, you have practiced a lot. And and since you seem to to have this urge to get better and learn new stuff, uh, yeah. <laughs> mostly, uh, what are you learning right now? What are you right. practicing at? Right now I am trying to learn how to draw for myself to uh, do my own uh, pictures, not only coloring others' illustrations, maybe do my own, draw my own faces and stuff like that in the in the future. So I have done a pear and a mango, and right now I'm doing a rose. <laughs> so this is my current project. And are you then watching tutorials on YouTube or? Yes. I usually uh, look for tutorials or blog posts or such. Uh, and uh, I try to always, uh, when I post it on Instagram, I try to uh, put uh, the, if they have an Insta account, I try to put that in there. Or if they have a YouTube channel, I write about it. So I try to tell where I get my information. Is it fun to color and draw on your own? Yes, uh, it is. Uh, I realized that I think the coloring is the most fun. So now I, because I start, I bought like a draw a book on how to draw uh, with the charcoal pencils or what is called, um, and then that is it's uh, probably a good book, but I didn't think it was that much fun to just draw a little dog or a little duck and then do the next drawing. I realized I think it, the coloring is the fun part. Uh, so now I've uh, started with the, yeah, that I draw an, uh, a pair and then I colored it because I think, and of course then I will, the most part, the most time I would put into the coloring and not the drawing. But uh, this is the way that I will, I think this is the way that I will learn because I think the drawing, for me, it's more of a means to an end than the, than the end in itself. But maybe in the future, I would like, I, I will like to, to just draw, maybe. But uh, right now, it's just that I, I want to learn how to draw my own pictures so that I can color my own pictures. But it's not really the drawing that is fun. It's the coloring as well. I agree. <laughs> but uh, uh, have you any work in progress picture going on in any coloring book? Uh, yes. 
I have in SmikiskiDNet. I'm doing one of the jeweled bugs. Uh, and then uh, I'm doing this. The rose. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's. Uh, I'm really impressed with myself that yes. I have drawn this. <laughs> I would never have believed it. <laughs> so I'm really happy. I think you should be that. Proud of yourself. Yes. Thank you, Jenny, for joining. <laughs> Thank you. It was for a pleasure me. talking to you. Yes, I hope uh, I have uh, maybe inspired or helped someone. I think you have. Yes. And thank you all for listening. And uh, goodbye. Goodbye.